Everything I spit rare, we sound in that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time I'm spitting, I'll be making. I mean, I don't think we have to explain what's going on in this one. We can cut the no, title. No, no, no. The title's gonna tell these lot what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What yeah, makes exactly. the best slash great rapper? Yeah. We decided to yeah. discuss it because I feel like we know some things. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the place to start was was the voice because I feel like the voice is it's like a staple. So basically, if you've got a boring voice mm. or you've got a really jarring voice, people aren't going to go much further, and they're not going to listen enough to to know whether you've got a, a great flow or your you know your bars are on point or I anything mean, like that. If your voice is not good, to that though. It's not because I feel like when you're saying voice, yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah, Pop Smoke, um, what's the other done? Abracadabra, all these deep voice, you know, people. There's also people on mm. the higher end of the spectrum, Andre 3000, Danny Brown. Mm. That sound amazing. Great voices, yeah. But you can't but explain what why. I mean. Yeah. No, no, well, exactly. they, have to have, they have to have punch, though. It, 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 for me, yeah. it doesn't necessarily matter whether they've got a deep voice or a high, a high voice. Mm. It's got it's to be distinctive for me. It's got to, like, hit me. It's got to mm. have, like, I don't yeah, know. It yeah. doesn't necessarily need to have a harsh sort of sound, but it's got to punch through. So, it like, you hear it on the headphones, like, mm, that's it. So, you want, to, you want to listen to it. That's the thing. The voice has to gravitate. That's how I mm. feel. Mm. They have to have a gravitating voice. If they have a boring voice, you're not going to want to listen, are you? No, no, exactly, exactly, and that's what I mean. Is like if we if we think about if off the top of your head, if you think of like ten of the greatest rappers, which one of them has an okay voice? They've all got yeah. a good voice at least. Yeah. It definitely looks to, to yeah, like it definitely looks to how they control the microphone. I think you can tell mm. that they're really getting their voice recorded, yeah, and hitting it mm. like that level. It's not just yeah, like. Yeah. I'm coming into a booth to rap it. Like they're really trying to control the song yeah. like a single. But well, that's the thing. Think about yeah, people yeah. like Giggs. Yeah, Giggs' speaking voice is horrendous, but Giggs' rapping voice is amazing. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's just, like this, isn't it? Well, like obviously. Oh, just, it, just hit, it just hits hard, though, man. It's, the way he raps, just like you say, and his talking voice is like, like to be honest yeah. with you, if you had a conversation, you'd just be like, oh, see you later, mate. But his rapping voice, man, oh, my I feel goodness. Like, yeah. Well, he's the example of uh, like someone who adapts their voice and, yes. and has now got one of the iconic voices, where there's other people who just are naturally gifted. So you've got people like Chuck D, Biggie, Bumby. I think J. Cole has got a very, very strong natural Definitely. voice. Lauren yeah. Hill, they just sound great. Like It's just effortless on the mic. Vince um, I'll tell you Vince who Staples, else has got yeah, a, like, yeah. a nice voice that I like, Denzel Curry, man, yeah. with that energy, man. That, that, see, that, that, that's something I gravitate, gravitate towards. His energy and his voice is just the way how he can change it. And he's got, well, he's got different yeah. voices anyway. I just think he's great, really. So mm. the way mm. how he uses his voice is amazing yeah. and that makes that, you that also goes into it. the singing thing well that's another well. element because mm. the future I, well, obviously I know what future sounds like future's got a really nice speaking voice but when he's singing he's going all falsetto up down lower like do you know what I mean Travis Scott with the same thing even this mm. guy Don Tolliver that you guys are really fuck with d- d- what yeah you're I a do. smart guy that's why but people people just <laughs> don't I don't know people just don't end up liking the, the artist they like because oh yeah this guy's hot or whatever or this girl's hot it's like their voice plays a part in it too Nicki Minaj has the same thing she can do like a thousand different voices do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. well Nicki's like one of the ones I'd say as an example of someone that mm. changes their voice or um, in that bracket of having different characters and whatnot. even just in one verse like Monster the yeah. way she comes at that in so many yeah. different flavours and whatnot. Exactly. Um, who else 
Eminem with the different well, characters, yeah, exactly. Kendrick Lamar with the different voices and whatnot, yeah. depending on sort of. But that you know, links what... to his effects that he adds into them as well, exactly. right? Like the yeah. deep yeah. voice and the high pitched voice as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then some, you know, someone like a Travis Scott who utilizes effects to a, a high level, and people like Kanye have done it. Um, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, yeah, I've seen that. And then there's accents as well, like maybe not someone that everyone would think of but someone like Big Crit and his accent yeah oh but his accent is amazing it's just, but, so, yeah. there's, there's someone think, Mississippi that proper southern accent you know what's funny though? Hard, though do you know what's funny the three I'm sure all four of us would agree yeah a London accent to us isn't an accent a New York accent isn't an accent an LA accent isn't an accent but anything outside of that we're like oh this guy's accents mm-hmm. like we're, we're too tuned in to these voices but like realistically like mm. schoolboy q has an accent that's different from kendrick's accent when he's rapping mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. and then like all the new york rappers they do have differences in what how they sound but it's like we're so tuned into those yeah. being normal that they're not consciously accents to us well that's i found that with griselda so they're from they're from new york with buffalo to be specific yeah yeah um but when you there's certain words that they say like if you hear Westside gun say ah the word art, like for the rest of the verse, it will sound New York as hell, but it will say the word art and it just sounds so, so different, but it sounds so cool at the same time as well. What word are you saying? Mm. What are you spelling? Art. A-R-T. A-R-T. Yeah. But he says art. Yeah, art. Yeah. Like, so like, it's weird. It's just strange. Like It's very New York and then suddenly art. It's like, I, I can't really describe it, but um, yeah. I'd like to play an example of a good accent if you guys don't mind. Yeah, I know we it. said we weren't going to play stuff in the recording, but this guy... As soon as you hear it, you're gonna see why I like it. No, when when, when oh, that's a so, digger D. About accent. But he's just the digger D. That's it. Sorry, adds yeah. so much mm. to it. Like for me, like I would I would play the whole thing, but it's getting that Jeep by uh, A Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Star and digger D. And for me, that I don't normally like the Scouse accent too tough, but he's like, I think I'll squeeze. I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saying that, it's even like the, it's even like the Brummy accent. It's like when JDK raps, man. That oh, that when he raps, I'm like I'm gravitating towards the accent because well, his energy as well. Don't get me wrong, but mm. it's the accent as well. I'm like, what about oh, Mist as well? Like uh, when Mist came out, yeah, it was yeah, the accent. Mist was the first Birmingham rapper that, rapper that yeah. I could accept. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. oh, he's like life is a madness. I'm like, you it is. You weren't feeling Devil Man, yeah. no? Devil Man's trash. One <laughs> <laughs> He lost to Skepta many times. He got devil, man. But yeah, accents, okay. honestly. Accents can take a performance for me into a different realm just because of how you say certain words. And when you have a certain accent, certain words will rhyme that won't rhyme in other accents. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? We're saying accents here. And I said Big Crit, but do you think there's a chance that Big Crit's accent has held him back at all? Yes. Yeah. Personally, I, d- I don't listen to his Definitely. music because I, I feel so. like it grates me because of the accent. Like, I have nothing oh, wrong really? with Southern accents, but I feel like it's just his specific. His is strong, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He's got a strong, like, sort I of mean, Mississippi uh, accent. Yeah. Like, it's, I yeah, meant more from a really label strong. perspective. Oh. Like, as in, like, the label thought, oh, this guy's maybe not like that, you know, what's the word? The, the masses aren't really going to gravitate towards him because he's different. Do you get what I mean? Mm. I was just saying, yeah, it's like Sam said about how. That's a really uncommon accent compared to the rap voices we're so used to hearing. London, mm. Canada, mm. New York, and West Coast to an extent, like it kind of gets in there because we've heard it so much. It's like that American accent we're used to. Mm. But yeah. And it the thing with Big different. Yeah, and the thing with Big Crit as well, it's not even like he's f- from a place that's near Mississippi and it's really, really strong, but it's not even like a um 
like he's from Atlanta because obviously you've got TI, you've got the um you've got obviously TI, Andre three thousand, um, big boy, obviously outcast, but he he sounds different because he's from that different area yeah. down south and that Mississippi yeah. accent. Especially if you listen to the song Mississippi, that's when you hear it at its richest. Oh my goodness, yeah. it is strong. So but I think, um, I could I think California like varies, though. I think the West Coast varies too. Like if you listen to Oakland's like different. A, Oakland's if different. You listen to like the game and then E40. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. you can mm. know it's quite a big difference. I feel like that's all, that's also an era thing, though. Different different eras of 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 rappers will speak differently. Like, you know, he's because E40 is like, what's what's happening, partner? I'm all up on your grill, man. And then the game is kind of a bit more, <laughs> a bit yeah. more kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? As in, they they speak differently because there's. A, but I know what you mean. They are. Geographically, because think about it, West London sounds different from East London. You can always mm. tell when someone's from South yeah. for some reason. I don't know what that's about. They seem to have deep voices from down South. I don't know why, though. Yeah, girls and guys, it's bizarre, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> girls and it's guys. Bizarre. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about down South America or down London. South? No, no, down London. Like, why oh, why right. is it down South London that they've always got some low key, they've got some low voices, man. They you speak to a girl, that. she's like, what are you saying from? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, what's going on there, Deirdre? Deirdre, whatever your name is. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I just feel like having a having a at least a good voice is a kind of staple of being a great rapper. You can't have a, a an average voice and be I feel a great like you rapper. there are rappers that have terrible voices that do end up getting on though. Yeah, yeah, getting on, but I don't know. We're talking about great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That's mm, that is the the topic of today is greatness. Yeah, yeah. And then the next staple to me is your delivery in terms of whether your delivery matches what you're rapping on. I mean, mm. sometimes it can be, it can contrast and it can sound good. But for instance, like if we, oh no, we we've mentioned, uh, what's his name? Denzel Curry mm. in, a, in a good way. But I remember in the early part of his career, he was shouting so much. Yeah, but he added so to it much. though. Not all the time. Sometimes right? it was too much. Yeah, sometimes but he's, too he's much. harnessed it now, hasn't he? He knows yeah. when to, yeah. he knows when to um, sort of like, sh- like sort of shout and put that energy into his music and when to hold back. Like to be honest with yeah. you, diet's a good good example of that. Like he really understands that he's got those different energies and the element and how to and his delivery. He's really worked on that. Mm, I, I know exactly. what I mean because I've yeah. w- worked through his discography and he did he did shout a lot at the beginning. Some I rappers I feel like Meek had, as well. Meek would do it as well. I was gonna say Meek still shouts. That other what's that guy that you like? Backro G. He's still doing it. But I feel like after a while you start to learn. He's hard. Some people had it clocked from the beginning though. Like Danny Brown had it clocked. Getz has had it clocked from the beginning about when to shout, when to whisper. But some men, they're just shouting. For I them. think the most yeah. obvious example is Eminem. Like how his whole career went crap because he started shouting too much. He just says too many words. And that's the problem with the delivery. Like he's doing too much sometimes. No, but before before even saying too many words, that period like when he came out with Forever. Yeah. And like no, holi- I don't know what. Yeah. Not I know, afraid. I know what you that. mean. The sh- hmm. I feel like... <laughs> choice with Eminem yeah he was good and he should have stopped when he was good but now where he keeps persisting to go yeah because every album or everything he released goes platinum double platinum what the fuck can I say yeah he has a formula and it works yeah. oh, it's just fucking annoying but also I think that Eminem genuinely loves the, the craft of rapping so he his does, technical ability to... is arguably better now. Like he can do amazing things technically, yeah. but I just think he's run out of things to say. Really, it's he's so far he's saying, he's complex. Too much. It, yeah, he is saying too much, and he tr- mm. tries to say he tr- he, his lyrics and everything is too complex. You don't need to sort of like ramble all these words and make them rhyme in that sort of way because it doesn't make good music. He mm. tries to be too technical with everything now. If you listen to his latest album, it's just too technical. The the sound and 
it's just it just doesn't work for me. I know it's selling, but for me, it doesn't work. He's going away from actually what made him great. It's a different but, market that he's, that he's, no, that he's uh, consuming his music. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't mince his words, and I feel like a lot of these these new rappers, drill rappers, and and whatever you want to call them, mumble rap. Even though I hate that phrase now because it feels a bit played out. They do mince their words sometimes. You be like, what the fuck did he just say? And you'll never know. You can listen to the song a thousand times, and yeah. you will never figure out what those words are because it's not yeah. clearly said. Yeah. And the epitome of clarity to me is someone like Skepta. I've never not listened to a well, I've never listened to a Skepta song and not understood exactly what he's saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's there's something that there's that's commendable. But back to the whole like overdoing it thing. There's also there's also people that underdo it. And we've spoken about this guy before. And obviously we we have massive respect for him. And he's he's one of the best in our you know in our scene at the minute. But Dave, Dave sometimes will be saying some really really important stuff, but the way he's delivering it. Is not no kind energy. Of matching that. There's yeah. no, yeah, it's lack of energy for me with Dave. But in that clip I sent the other day, it seems like he's up the energy a bit. Don't know why. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. It, it was good to see though, because he needs to do it. Because the thing is, what Sean mentioned is right. He's got some great songs where he's talking about some really, really deep stuff. But the energy for me is just, it's just lacking. If he put, if the energy was in that delivery, the song hits harder for me. And I've always had, I've always felt that with Dave. I just. I don't know. I'm missing something. Some songs it's worked, but I feel like he's definitely upped his energy in the last like year. Like as in Wanna Know, which was like his entry to the game kind of. Great energy. The vibe was matching. Everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. Very true. But now when he's with like gigs and when he was with Getz on all those tracks, his energy has come up. Like he has performed the lyrics more so. Yeah, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's why his album to me was never like amazing. I was like, this guy's just saying words. He's not performing words, you know? Yeah, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Like he can do it. He has done it, but it's not. There's, there's been songs basically where I've been like, "You're saying some amazing things here," but I'm just not feeling it. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, you have someone like Tupac, who will make you completely feel exactly what he's saying. Well, an example of that for delivery: Hail Mary, hit him up. I feel like I have, oh, to, I have yeah, to play exactly. hit him up. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Man. Don't, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. don't do that to people. That's why I fucked your bitch, fat motherfucker. No. Trust me, that song's yeah. fucking filthy. But it goes off in a club as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't know why that, that goes off in the club, but it does. So, well, it's a it's a it's a club type beat. That's why that and that and back to back are like the two greatest club diss tracks. Mm. They just go off back to back. But um, takeovers close to them as well. You got a point. Mm. I feel like it could mm. it could just mm. go off. Mm. I've never heard that one personally, though. I've heard the other. I haven't ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, talking of takeover, man, I love takeover. What a track! Mm. Can't believe I was ever on the Ether camp. Takeover yeah, of the Ether all day. You <laughs> That's your no, type listen, of thing. When we when we were younger, we were like, you know, you, you got excited about some of those sort of yeah, petty, but you know, uh, well, you I don't know you what do, you'd call no, them but you really, be, but... you you become more wise though, don't you? Because mm. I was like, oh yeah, Ether, Ether, but what is Nas actually saying? Nothing. All, all he never Nas, is, man. All, no, all Nas What's is saying that? is just doing some silly, silly little disses. JC is saying facts, man, and yeah. they punch as well. That they hit hard when you listen to Takeover, and I love it. It's it's fantastic. Mm. It's Takeover again. The delivery, all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was never too emotional in it as well. No, he was just no, kind of like brilliant. just saying it. Uh, it's the way he's yeah. rhyming over that beat as well, man. It's just, oh, no, it's mm. just, it's perfect. Oh, it's brilliant mm. from Jay-Z. Can't lie. See, delivery is key. Quick it's note. Key. You don't have to be saying a lot, but if you deliver it well. Yeah, it exactly. Good. What about ad-libs? Oh, yeah, best ad-lib for me. <laughs> best ad-lib, man. Tw- oh, man. Too- no, tw- 
Uh, 21 Savage, man. Just but oh, Travis, Travis Scott as well. I feel like ad libs have become more important that, like in this era. He's got a collection of ad libs, though. He's got straight up. He's got yeah. Some somehow he managed to make yeah his thing. He's got yeah. so many. And Just they, saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's lit as well. Oh it's yeah, lit. forgot about that one. Kid yeah, Cudi's got the, the hums. Like ad libs are all very. Uh, How about the classic one? My boy Rose. Oh. That's, I love that man. That is, that's not even that. Oh, that's him breathing. You know? I know, I know, but, it, <laughs> but still, it can almost come off as one because it's just oh. infectious. I love it. Brilliant. Yeah, no, he's, he's and do you know who else as well who deserve props? Is Migos. Oh, they were just endless do a whole yeah, song with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think man. they popularized the trend that's happening, well, like in the modern well. era. Previously, ad libs used to be things where you just repeat what was said at the end of the line. They were always mm. like. They were ex- describing what they were trying it's, to say. Yeah, it's mad. They were like four bitches in the swimming pool. They wet. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the song Stir Fry. It's just amazing. The ad libs on that are just, oh, God. A prime example of, of the great ad libs that have happened is I don't know if you guys know this song because you guys aren't really big fans, but this is Travis Scott and the Migos. It's going to be an overload. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm only going to play like a minute or two of this. What's this called? Kelly Price. Yeah. Okay. That's not really the best example. It gets better in like minute four and five, but I can't wait to skip it. It's like the ad libs weren't an afterthought. You know, people go, oh, I'll go and do the ad libs now. It's like they're like, they've got their own they're space. Their, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 It's probably then, written in, right? Oh, probably. There's all three of them in there at one time in it. So I'm sure they're there just like saying shit after each line. I like, yeah, that goes, that stays type mm-hmm. thing. But didn't they do that famous freestyle that time where they they recited uh oh, what's it called uh, Sam I Am with Green Eggs and Ham and all that? Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, it was oh, on, I've seen on, that. on yeah. Big Boys, it's crazy Big Boy Radio, <laughs> yeah, or something. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually quite sick. It's actually quite sick. Um, but then the other thing I guess when it comes to delivery, and I know Kieran will probably want to talk about, it, is melody. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. I added that in in this little type what we got because i just feel like especially in the modern era it's become a thing now like incorporating melody into being a rapper Mm. it's just like prevalent because kanye done it then drake done it like kendrick and cole obviously i mean before that we had we had um 50 as well 50 cent no 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 Uh, odb yeah all these people yeah yeah. yeah, that's true that's very true they were they were doing melody right but like they were doing like not actual hitting notes. Yeah, yeah they're they were doing like their own singing. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing their own thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. it started getting more and more like refined to the point where you get a singer rapper like Drake. Yeah. And it's like, and like Travis as well. I, I, was, I was thinking about Travis's style today and like, it is definitely rap, but at the same time, he's 100% singing these lines too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just, I it's think, intertwined yeah. now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there were definitely people that were incorporating melodies or people that were doing singing and rapping but it was between that sort of era of Cuddy 808s Kanye Drake throw T-Pain in there as well with the whole auto-tune thing mm, yeah. since then it's become a real staple that is well, everyone's not everyone but a lot of people are doing it auto-tune's not even re- not even really like a, a thing now it's like as in you're gonna put auto-tune on most people most people are trying to rap in auto-tune when, when they don't even have it do you know what I mean it's like oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking get the beat. I'm gonna get the auto tune. Like they just go together. It's like ice and yeah. and so the, whiskey. The reason why I really thought this was needed to say though was because like a lot of the rap tunes that are big these days use melody in 
mm-hmm. their raps because and that's what makes them blow like all the commercial songs they incorporate melody whether it's like an auto-tune on the vocal yeah to like make it hit notes or like just adding a bit of a melody to like the way the bars like curve down i haven't got a specific example but i feel like if you go through the pop charts and listen to the rap tunes they've all got some mm. sort of melody incorporated into no definitely even that melody thing leads into the whole flow aspect of things like yes if your yes. melody is right then the flow is going to be do it. You're going to be lengthening bits out, shortening bits down. It's mm. very kind of, I don't know. It's very obvious to me now when somebody just raps to the beat or when someone wrote a song beforehand now, because I feel like a lot of people just freestyling now, which is great, but it's like you, these bars don't fit this, this thing. Sometimes there's no adapting. The thing with flow for me is, is that again, it's, you know, the rest of the things we're going to speak about later on are all very important, but, you can be saying anything, but if you're flowing, if you're riding a beat well, mm-hmm. people are going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what 100%. I mean? You don't have to be saying, mm. you know, the most conscious or relatable things in the world. You don't have to be using the, the greatest wordplay. But if you are riding that beat, uh, for me, uh, whenever I think of flow, I think of Snoop in his prime. Snoop mm. sounded amazing on everything in his prime. And an example of that is the Shiznit, mm-hmm. where he apparently freestyled it. He just went in and did it. Bang. Yeah didn't write anything down didn't didn't it do like the jay-z thing where he wrote the bars in his head he just went in freestyled he's not really saying anything but it's one of the like classic records like the classic sleeper records at least it's not a single you know it's not uh i don't really see it make any lists or anything like that but if you listen to that the way he's and he's not doing the same flow the whole way through he's just but he's switching it up i don't know you played it now you're tuned into the Crazy. biggest balls of them all, DJ Saw T Nuts. Hey, don't forget about yeah. my homeboy mm-hmm. Easy Dick in the Jack Off Hour. That's happening yeah. at twelve o'clock tonight. Right now, we got some new Snoop Doggy Dog for that ass. This one is called Snoop Doggy Dog. He was the man in his prime. The man, definitely. He could rap fast too. I feel like he, if you put Snoop Dogg on a on a like a grind beat or even a drill beat, he could he could ride that. A lot of older rappers couldn't because they can't rap that fast. You reckon he could do grime? One hundred percent. Do you know who I think could do grime? Who could smash grime? Danny Brown. Uh, he really has. Danny Brown would so oh, yeah. Has he? he could easily. Yeah, he really has. I'm pretty sure some of his albums delve into that that BPM range of fast beats. Even Probably. on his first album, Probably. actually. I'm trying to think. We had a song with Screw. Is it Screwfizzer? Screwfizzer. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know he rated the uh, boy in the corner. I think I think Kushkoma by. Danny Brown, Kush he's rapping coma. now. I am in a Kush coma. He's rapping fast yeah. like that. I feel like I feel like he raps fast all the time. Mm. Well, speaking of speed, that's another thing as well. I feel like when it comes to flow, people have always rated rappers that rap fast. Tech Nine, Twister. <laughs> Tech Nine's different though. He he actually was rapping too fast sometimes. It became. A, uh, a bit have you heard Fragile? He's he's got a mad flow on that. Oh God, I, I was listening to some of his later stuff one time. And I was like, you're rapping way too quick. All right, I'm what was that it. one where all of Fragile was smooth? Was it Worldwide Choppers? Was that the one where they're all on there? Yeah, just going, that, one, that one's a bit mad. You need to be given the remedy and why? Jesus Christ, hang on a second. Wait for Kendrick's first. He's probably saying stuff, yeah. He's probably saying stuff, but what I mean yeah. is, it doesn't really matter what he's saying, it just sounds no, of course hard. It sounds sick. Hold on, give it a set. Let's listen to the whole of this verse. Some other people are pointing to give an opinion, never do get it. I want you to come on and gobble a Timmy and die. You know what? That that instantly the second he started rapping on that, I'm like, this reminds me of uh, Eminem. 
Mm. Eminem raps but, just but like good, that. Right? Yeah. Well, you're breaking. Well, you're breaking up them lines. Yeah. Fam, it's, it's ridiculous. Some people try and it doesn't come off as as authentically. J Cole can do it sometimes, but he doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah, he's long. done it a lot recently mm, yeah. as well. A lot of his new tunes do that. He won't do it for a long yeah. stretch of a verse. He'll just do it for a little little taster here yeah. and there. But then there's you know there's there's the whole um, you know there's speed there's the you know there's the people that just kind of adapt to whatever beat they're on. But then there's also the signatures, the signature flows, and I feel like the the sort of uh, the the best example of that in recent years is what you know what people call the Migos flow, the triplets. And whether or not you whether or not you like it, whether or not you think it's overused, how many people have done that since oh, yeah. then? He, they influenced the whole the whole current game. As soon as Drake did Versace, yeah. everybody started going, "Oh, I need to do this whole." But no one's doing yeah, it yeah. the same way. But but in fairness, they weren't the first. It's been around a long time. Oh no, they definitely weren't the first. They just, but, they just uh, majorly but, popularized it. But the way they did it, that yeah, the way they did it, nice. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, but, but I was, I did a little bit of, I was trying to look into it and see what's the earliest I can find, and I think the earliest was Chuck D that I can find hmm. on um, "Bring the Noise." He's doing that, what you would call the Migos flow on that, and that was 1988. Oh, that's so far Maybe back. Maybe 90. I was going to say, so far back. the earliest I can remember someone rapping like that, this sounds weird to say, but I've heard Biggie do stuff like that. Well, yeah. that's, yeah. But, but his is yeah, slower. It's not as fast. That. Like some of the flows, yeah. the pockets he catches, like, came in the doorway, in the four, four. It's like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. That's not an yeah. example of but, the triplets, but it's an example of a flow that is mm. signature that once someone tries to go into that pocket. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, do you know what Biggie was? Someone I was going to get to, but just to give them their props, you have to talk about uh, Lord Infamous and Free Six Mafia and the whole Memphis underground scene. Like, that different. was you listen to Lord Infamous, it was just constant, constant, yeah. and it sounds it's weird because it sounds eerie because it's like this could easily be, have been made in the last sort of five to ten years. Juicy Bone J Fugs, as well, Juicy J, yeah, free, yeah, yeah, part of Free Six Mafia, yeah. But Bone Thugs, and then and then I feel like oh, the great Bone example Thugs of like amazing. an early or an early-ish uh, example of where the triplet flow is used is. Um, Notorious Fugs with Biggie. What a great song. Mm. What a yeah. great song. Classic. That, the the, the Classic flow record. on that is just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. A lot yeah. of Atlanta rappers were using that kind of skippy, hippie, dippy flow for a while. But it's not... Do you know what? I feel like it's not credited to them because it was a here and there thing. The Migos came out and they were just... That's all they did. That's all they did yeah, was yeah. that flow. And it, and it, yeah, it worked. For me, yeah, yeah. well, the stars nice. aligned, didn't it? You know, they they were doing that this flow that had been used before, and then Drake hopped on their track, and then bang, you know. Yeah. Talking about UK though, a mm. signature flow that's come out quite recently is the Skepta flow. You know, but he got it from DMX from yeah. Huey B, but like he owned it on um, No Security. I think that's the first time he used it, and then he just comes back with it. I think on It Ain't Safe, mm. maybe, and mm. another one, the ASAP Rocky track as well, mm. but. Oh, uh, praise the Lord, yeah. Yeah, that flow is just crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. Giggs has a bit of a signature flow, too, where it, I feel like it comes from the way he records, though, because mm. what he says is he'll go to say half a line, come out, vibe to that half a line, go back and say the rest, or he'll say one mm. line, mm. go out, come back, say the next line. Like, he doesn't record a whole verse, is what I've heard him saying in certain documentaries and interviews. But it's like, it leads to him going, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Because when Dizzy yeah, first came out, no yeah, one sounded was like him. Distinctive. <laughs> what? Why? <is> it? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> Sean at theguardian.com. Um, <laughs> Dizzy's got one of the the, the most, well, especially in the early days, one of the most unique voices and the flows. Have any of you heard the uh, the freestyle with Sway that he did? On Tim yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. Fuck in hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, we Even, no, you saw the look on Sway's face. That's the thing, man. Sway just like yeah. he was like bloody hell. I didn't, I didn't know guys across the pond could do that. He, you saw those eyes, man. He was like, oh, but yes. Yeah, but Sway was doing, doing his thing as well. Of, yeah, Sway was saying like, Sway's flow was uh, was quite different as well, and he was saying some stuff about the Americans and about Fifty Cent. I think he said something like Fifty Cent Randiri ain't worth fifty pence, something like that, something Ooh. like that. And then uh, and then Dizzy comes in and he looks at him like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Can I, play you, can I play you guys two examples of, of what I'm saying are like God tier flows. Now this this one person, yeah, you guys are not going to like this first person. It's this rapper called PP Cocaine, yeah. She is like a flow slash song God, yeah. Now you have to kind of tune out the lyrics, but I'm going to play this as an example of like what I call like a rushing flow where you're like rushing through your bars and I love that type of shit. Then I'm going to play the more refined version of that straight afterwards. Don't know me yet, but you want to. Got the playboy tet in a motto. Trust me, but she, I don't know what it is. Her voice oh, is mad gritty, but no, she sounds she like a sounds kid. nice, man. I don't sick. care. That was, I was bumping. That yeah. was nice. I didn't even get to that the whole Let me play the end. Yeah, let me play the end. The end is where she starts going insane. When I go to the bank, I need it real fast. Don't bring up my ex, that bitch is the past. Texting my bitch, I put you on blast. Pepping these hoes, that shit is a craft. I seen what your game is, I think I might pass. I don't know what it is about her flow. It's so basic, but she's I feel like she's rushing and it feels amazing. And then here's an example of the fast flow done amazingly for me. Hold up. If you got glitches in your life, computer, turn it off and then reboot her. Now you back on. I kind of fucked up where the verse landed, but you know what I mean. Is he raps so fast yeah. in that verse? He's just amazing, though. Andre, I've got him down as an example for flow because he's just Andre three thousand is just too much, man. Oh, yeah. He really is. Andre three thousand ticks every single box. Sorry, he does, and he's got <laughs> and he's got different he's got different flows as well, man. It's, yeah. it's just amazing. It's just like even like you can pick so many different examples. It's like when I listen to synth, uh, oh, I can't even get my words together. Synthesizer. Oh man, I just wait for his voice. Just just the flow on that. I just oh, I get gassed every single time. And it's just he's just amazing. And he's the kind of rapper where as soon as you hear his voice you know it's him there's no if yeah. ands or buts about yeah. if it's him no, I'm just going to say he's the greatest rapper of all time Ooh, we he's haven't had that conversation yet oh jeez I this, think we should have that conversation uh, I don't think yeah, we're going to have it yeah. soon nah, he's definitely in the conversation but what Sean oh. dropping bombs there man no, no one no one wants it with, with Andre 3000 he doesn't even oh, rap anymore he just plays the oboe or whatever the fuck that thing is it's random <laughs> His turban on and all that, yeah. Oh, God, he's a strange fellow, isn't he? Yeah. But I guess he's rich, isn't it? He's so amazing. What's he, he going to do? He's amazing. All right, lyricism yeah. then, going from Andre, because that's why I wanted Nitty to play Andre. Because it's like, yeah, he's got wow. a signature flow, he's got the speeds, he's got the adaptions to beats, he's got everything we've spoken about before. But to get into the lyricism conversation, I thought Andre's a good bridge from all the shit we've spoken about before. Mm. Who are the other lyricists? Nas. Nas is the best rap lyricist ever. Ooh. 
Sam's not gonna like that. That's good I mean, news. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, not even I'm, a conspiracy. It's just a fact. No, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Kieran as well, man. I'm not liking this Narslander. At least me and Kieran on the same boat. Nas is one of the best lyricists. I'll be honest. I'll be. I take my opinion out of it. Nas is a, a okay rapper. Yeah, he says some stuff, but he's he's just not. He's just not. <laughs> Sorry, that's not right. Like, <laughs> you know, he's an okay it's rapper. He's hang on, okay hang on. Let's break, let's break down lyricism. Let's break it down because there's, there's like different aspects to it. Mm. Could they, but let's stick to Nas. Like, let's stick to Nas. Please so, no. I'm joking. Right, wordplay. <laughs> wordplay. Yep, in it's his early career, he did that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Punchlines okay. are a okay. bit cheap now, though. Like, especially like people like Krepton Conan, it feels a bit cheeky when they're doing punchlines because it's like, they're kind of like, oh, I said barbecue, but I meant Barbie in a queue. Punchlines went out of fashion. Like, <laughs> remember J. Cole came out with punchlines, right? Like the warm-up mm, mm. has punchlines all over yeah. it. And it's like, oh, that's hard. But yeah. I remember like after a year or two, it was like, whoa, this isn't even the thing anymore to do. Where's are we, mm. Why have we not got storytelling on here? Because J. Cole is an storytelling example. Storytelling is lyricism. Yeah, that's what I'm definitely. saying. It's not, yeah, yeah, but J. Cole's an example of... of both happening at the same time. Wordplay and storytelling, like especially in the mixtape cold times, untouchable. Mm. Isn't, uh, isn't storytelling your is content? Amazing. Isn't storytelling your content? Because you're telling a story. But you're writing it. it yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can still mix it's it like with lyrics. Like, yeah. No, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. But then it's things like your, I don't know, your vocabulary, your, you know, things like double entendres and alliteration that make it more vivid. But mm. you can tell a story, like that, you can tell a story without, being too technical like look at Slick Rick one of the greatest storytellers in rap he wasn't mad with the but with I, the rhyme structure in, with in the wordplay for me mm. yeah I know I get you it could crossover there's good definitely good wordplay can be can be littered within a story you know what I mean mm. also bad good lyrics can, aren't mm. about just wordplay as well like mm. good lyrics are something that conveys like an amazing story mm. yeah like if we we're mm-hmm. going back to if we're going back to Nas, you only need to go to rewind. I'm sorry, that is so well that, done, yeah. so well done, man. Because I gave you from, the, from from the moment that you listen to the first bar on rewind, he's already got you in that box of the story, and you're just following it backwards the whole time. The way he just just rhymes it, and the way he tells the story is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just has anyone one love as to, well. Um, oh yeah, yeah, one love too. Yeah, but one what about amazing. Biggie? Biggie, somebody's got to die. I heard that oh, today. I was yeah, I was shook <laughs> that. Biggie's <laughs> always been a good storyteller, though. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching yeah. him do some stuff. You know, like when oh, I forgot the name of the song. Is it Warning? Yeah, Warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Warning's amazing. Yeah. I feel, even though I Who saw the, the video, obviously, but I was like, damn, it's like I feel like I'm right next to you, experiencing this with <laughs> yeah. you. Obviously, there's um, MF Doom. Whew. That song that Sean uh, Doom's, Doom's storytelling. Yeah, Doom, that Victor uh, Vaughn song. Just, nah, man. Doom's different gravy, man. Yeah, yeah, Doom. Yeah, we we'll get. We, yeah, he's another one that ticks pretty much every. Box. Yeah, he but, um, he really does, man. He's different gravy, really. But is. back to back to punchlines. Though. I feel like some of the the modern greats of the punchline of Freddie Gibbs, yeah, Pusha T still got mad punchlines. But That's then in terms cool. of like yeah. the 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 sort of legends of it, Big L, Big L was oh, just Big L was one awesome. after yeah, the other. Constant and in his time, lines. people weren't really rapping like that. People were just saying some stuff, you know. But he was mm. he was doing wordplay. And, uh, that's a yeah, great yeah. rapper right for that era but I feel like if someone came like Big L nowadays it just comes off cheesy yeah that's the thing punchlines have definitely mm. got cheesy on that level of punchlines basically every bar's a punchline oh yeah yeah everyone just, yeah yeah, yeah. Cheesy it, you, no you are right it is cheesy now but back in that era it was okay because no one mm. was really doing it yeah. but now no definitely come off cheesy yeah. I do think like, like, what makes a great rapper though like the whole what constitutes basically just adds 
as the errors go, like there's more and more, like we added lyricism, uh, sorry, melody recently as well. Mm. But like yeah. wordplay or like punchlines, that's gone. That's not, that's not a thing anymore. Not as much, yeah, not as much. I mean, double entendre is still, still a lot more celebrate because it's like you could say one thing but mean two things but how you say it is what makes it non-cheesy like jay-z does it quite a lot and it comes off as yeah, not, yeah. not so cheesy mm. anymore like, I can't lupe believe... as well yeah, yeah i mean lupe's yeah, lupe like, like uh, lupe's different lupe, lupe j cole different does it as well but it's like you can say one sentence and then i come back next month next week or whatever and i go oh lupe does quadruple entendres and like more so mm. yeah he's a wild he's a wild wild guy what about well, you, vocabulary? Because I feel like there's only about a handful of rappers that you can talk about that like bend words and, and use slang in an interesting way. Well, one one of the obvious ones is Eminem. Eminem yeah. can rhyme anything with anything. Yeah. Um, but then I remember there was this, uh, you've probably seen it online. Someone did this like study or this stat thing where they put up like the rappers that have used the most words ever. And I think um, Aesop Rock was yeah, top. Yeah, it was him. He used a ridiculous amount of words. Uh, people like the Jizzer. Blackfall, Cool Keith. Nas was high as well, I swear. Nas was high, yeah, pretty high, yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's some that are just off the scale with vocabulary. But something I wanted to talk about because there's kind of like quite a distinct lineage with it is rhyme structure. And I feel like that's the, to me, that's the most impressive. You know, like when you read lyrics on the page and you see how people have put their rhymes together. The colours, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's them videos on YouTube. Like I can't remember what, they, I think Genius do them, some yeah. other channel well, they does They break them. down the, the flow. Yeah, and I feel like the person that kind of changed rhyme structure was Rakim. Before that, it was quite basic. 100%. You just kind of rhyme a word with it? a word. Internals, exactly. But then you come onto people like a, a Most Def or a Andre 3000 where there's like, it, it's just, it's there's like, there's more. There's, there's just like rhymes going on within rhymes within rhymes. And then you get to MF Doom. And then... MF Doom, I was about to say, yeah, yeah that's some just other level. Brandy. Changed the game when you listen to something like, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, what's the one every, on the final every album? song is basically like that? Oh, though, yes, everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But there's, um, oh, what's it called, man? That's what, that, is it that's that? yeah, yeah, that's that is insane, like the stuff that yeah. he's saying. And then you look at someone like how it's gone on from there, like Kendrick with Rigor Mortis or Earl, the, the stuff that Earl does with his bars, insane. But there's a oh, real lineage there. So, so Earl can get a mention here, but when it comes to, <laughs> I knew that was to, to greatest I debut, knew. Doris is out the Ow. window. You went a fucking scam out. Listen, we'll get to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other thing with vocab is slang. So like, I feel like the Wu-Tang, I still don't understand some of the stuff they're saying because they're, no, the slang they use is just mad. But I mean that in a good way. I mean, yeah, way. yeah, well, it is, but some of the stuff they come out with, you, you're like scratching your head thinking, what did they say? But mm. it, it is in a good sense. Like, you, you want to yeah, find yeah. out, but you're, you're, you're like, I don't know what you're going on about. I think <laughs> UK rappers do the slang really sick, though, especially drill oh, rappers. I, don't, I do not understand what a lot of they them They create are new words all the time, though. It's like you, sometimes you've got to just guess in context of what's going on. It's like, I ching my man. It's like, okay, I think you stabbed him. I believe that stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rip and splash. I believe that's also stab. Corn for yeah, these yeah. teeth. Um, I believe those are bullets, you know? Inference is key yeah, yeah, with yeah. some of these rappers, but mm-hmm. some people, I don't know, they use slang to a point where it's like, I actually don't know what you've just told me, but thank you. It's like when you're talking to a toddler. Another one's E40. The amount of words that he's introduced to the, the masses. I can't understand some of the stuff he Such says as? to this day. I feel like he's just speaking like a lot of drug talk though. You know what I mean? 
Probably, probably. But I mean, he's 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 another one that's he ticks a lot of boxes as well. But it's someone that I I have to admit I don't know extensively. But the stuff I have heard, he is a he's a unique guy, definitely mm-hmm. a unique guy. Even on the the Big Sean feature that he did, talk about I called? don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. song really got shit really quick. As soon as the club <laughs> got hold of it, I was like, I don't fuck with this song no more. <laughs> Got yeah, girls in the, cr- in the club screaming in my face, I don't fuck with you. I, said, I don't even know you. What are you talking about? You don't fuck with me, man. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Jay Huss is another one that introduced a lot of uh, terminology. Yeah, Bunda. No one was saying Bunda before, yeah, oh, before Bunda, him. Nah, nah, nah. What words, man. And punchlines as well. Back to punchlines. Jay Huss has got punchlines that aren't cheesy. Yeah. So does, so does um, uh, your favourite guy, Pastor Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he yeah. brings new words. He's a J Hus baby, don't he? Yeah, yeah, J Hus baby. Yeah, right? he if is. you can yeah. really call him that. Definitely. Your other guy, unknown T. He says a whole bunch of things that don't even really mean words, or just. Oh, that's a, that's another great voice. How do that you voice. how oh do you bend God. your back and then dig it? I you describing the motion <laughs> makes you want to move in a certain way, but then when you see it, I guess that's bending your back and then dig it, and then bend your back, and then dig it back, and then dig it back for one minute. What the fuck is that? That's a good I honestly use of think he'll go down as a great. I really do think he'll go down as a great. Oh yeah, definitely. As long as he, he doesn't try too so hard, good. if he just keeps doing what he's doing now, he'll be onto yeah. something good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh shit! Hang on a minute. Mm. Hang on a minute. Hang we on. did not talk about someone when it comes up, it comes to voice and delivery and whatnot. D double. Oh, that's different. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's different. Oh my. That could God. even go into to to what we're talking about here, lyricism. He and ad libs as well. Ah, oh, he's okay. Oh, he's, he's, he touches, yeah. he touches all the above that we've spoken about. Yeah. Listen, if you're doing the top fifty rappers of all time, like, because as we've said, we don't like to separate UK and US. D Double's coming close, I think. I know he might half. not have the the bodies of work and the you know the content and whatnot, but something about him is different. His voice speaks to your soul. Exactly, he's unique, he's unique though, man. A lot of just exactly, exactly. Oh. And we've said it before. There's a reason why no one's clashed him. Or why no one's significant question. It's because he's got that ad lib that just ruins everything. Like it's it's like mm. a cheat code, isn't it? It's like he could be losing, mm. losing, losing. As soon as he goes, ooh, ooh, it's over. Yeah. yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's won. Well, that's something I wanted to ask, actually. Just when we're talking about the uh, what makes a great rapper, does the criteria differ between the U- UK and the US? So like for instance, I feel like over here, cl- being able to clash and getting a reload, especially during the you know, when Grime was at his peak mattered more than in the US definitely, yeah, definitely. I don't hear them talk about wheel ups and all that sort of stuff whereas in the US it's like freestyling someone like King Los gets a lot of love for the work you know for what he's able to do he's incredible as well actually but he is incredible because when he did the five yeah. fingers of death that was that was impressive I'm not gonna lie oh that was mad we both have freestyle cultures yeah in in you know the America Americas mm. and over here freestyle culture is a big thing but both of our freestyle kind of styles are completely different because I feel like American rappers like you even see it with Kanye when he went on Funk Master Flex. He had written that verse ages ago. Do you know what mm. I mean? I think it was, he rapped gorgeous or something. Yeah. But the vibe he was giving off because he was able to perform it was amazing. But I feel like when UK rappers go into the booth, they're actually just freestyling. Then they go back and go, shit, let me make that into a song that was banging, you know? Yeah. They, they free, no, but that's the thing. UK rappers definitely freestyle off the dome. I do feel that with US rappers. When they freestyle, they write stuff down. It's that example of like when I told you with Ghostface Killer, he's, he's, he's written 
what he what he wants to write, and then he's gone into the booth, and then he's and then he said it. Mm. So he's not freestyled on the actual spot. Yeah, he might think it's freestyling because he's he's wrote down his lyrics, and then he's gone to the booth and he said what he's needs to say. But I feel with UK rappers, they go in the booth, they don't know what they're going to say. They're just going to freestyle literally off the dome. They could yeah. be saying all type of nonsense or shit, but yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they're doing in the booth. Whereas US, I don't feel they do that at all. Some some of them do. Kendrick does. Kendrick definitely raps. Yeah, Kendrick the top of their does. Head. Well, you can see it. You can see it, man. Kendrick definitely does it. Yeah, uh, you can see it. his mind just working. So yeah, yeah. I feel like over here though, um, again, especially within grime, that's why you hear the same bars used a lot. And I don't mean that as a disrespect mm. thing because, you know, someone like Skeptic has been using, he's been going, go on and go on and draw, for, you know, all that stuff. He's been doing that for a long time and it still goes off. But it's, it's, it's a moment where your mind can pause, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. UK rappers are also less focused on song crafting yep. as opposed to American rappers. So Definitely. when an American rapper goes to a radio show and they're like, hey, perform something, most of the lyrics they write are for songs. So like, it mm. comes across like that and then they'll make it into a song with, with UK ones. They've written a lot of those lyrics that they're coming out in the head of. They've just memorized them and it's mm, coming yeah, out yeah. like a freestyle. But yeah. a lot of those are written lyrics. Yeah. Mm. Their mm. And they're not for songs. That's the thing. Like they're just, they're just barring. They're, a lot of them yeah, are just yeah. rappers and not rap mm. artists. And it kind of links to what we're going to come to about. But, no, you're right. You're right. You can even use the example of like the uh, fire at the crib. I don't know. I've, I've not, I've not gone back to it, but you know, Benny, when he did that, it sounded like he was on the album. Mm. I need to actually delve into it again and mm. then listen to the plugs I met too, just to see if it actually is on the album. Cause when he was doing it, it sounded like it was on the album. I'm not going to yeah, lie to you. Yeah. It did not sound freestyle. Like it was off the dome. It sounded like yeah, it was on the they don't write to just bar like no, they exactly. write to make songs yeah yeah every mm. every time but we have been going songs. in that direction though i feel like we're firing a booth we have been going in that direction in this country because there are multiple takes for those definitely. i know people like to think they're one off but they're not yeah oh, no, <laughs> they're, no no definitely they're not at all. drake's one was a one taker you could tell because it was trash yeah, you, you know tell. yeah but, um, <laughs> but we're definitely edging towards that whole like not higher production value but like oh this is a song you know this is a mm-hmm. this is a moment yeah. I'm trying to make yeah. memorable now. Yeah. But to give the Americans their props, just before we move on for off off the top of the dome stuff, do you remember Childish Gambino on Sway? No, that was different. That was, mm, that, conversation. Was, that, that, was, was, that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. Conversation mid Louise, yeah. man. It always cracks me up the way, the way oh, Sway's nice. like replying to him and then he just goes back into it. It's like, more important than the moolah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Sitting again, I, then I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think about that, yeah, and I think, because he, that whole album rollout and that character he was playing, because he was turning up to every interview with the same clothes on. Yeah. His vibe was different to what he was like before. Um, there was this, the, what was it, like a, was it a screenplay or was it a, I can't remember what it was. Oh, there was just so much reasons. Yeah, that went into that, that maybe that was planned as well. I don't doubt that Sway didn't have a clue what was going on, but I mean, I feel like he may have went, because he's such a clever He's a genius. Mm. He probably went into that like, I'm going to do this. But it came across that it was just like completely off the top. Like I say, seamless. But yeah, no, that was, that's one of my favorite freestyles ever. I love that one. It's a banger. It's a banger. He's de- that's definitely, if we were going to do a top 10 freestyles ever, you have to put it in there just for the, for the moment of what he did. Oh, oh God. Because it was like he was Amazing. done rapping. He was like, you know, because da, 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 da. And so he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, Ain't nothing more important than the mo- I don't think like I don't think anyone else could pull that off as well. It's like his character yeah. as this artist yeah. just yeah 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 he's he's approachable yeah, incredible 
Right, mm, yeah. storytelling and concepts. Should we stay on Childish Gambino for a second? Because because of the internet is a great example of storytelling and a concept album. Mm-hmm. To a, to a yeah. degree, not a concept album, but definitely storytelling. There's pictures being painted there. Love stories, yeah. heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a concept album though. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. It is. And that, that dissect guy did a whole dissection of it that got a bit boring. So I gave up on that. <laughs> sometimes he does too much and it, it, it kind of jars me but you know respect to him I'm going to listen to the Yeezus yeah. one but um, yeah oh, for sure. I was going to say talking about concept albums Yeezus was definitely a concept the drums on Yeezus I remember me and Sean yeah. were, were t- trying to make people understand what Yeezus was about for a long time and no one, Same. Was, no one was hearing us he was like, yeah. it's, so, it's so loud like, why is it so loud it's like... <laughs> listen uh, uh, Sam, Sam knows this because I think you were there when I when it initially came out, I threw the CD. I, <laughs> I remember that because you said that, didn't you? Because you just was not it. happy with the album cover. No, he <laughs> went. He went. You went me in. Off, man. man went to HMV or something and got it, and he was like, "It's not what I expected." Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? He was like, he was like look at this. Oh, it's just a blank much, CD man. in a case." Do you know what it is? <laughs> it's because I found that whole thing. I found that whole thing a bit pretentious. It was like I'm just doing a blank CD and this and that because it's like the death of the CD. I was like, okay, that's clever, but. You know, you're yeah, you can do better. But do you remember on like the on the pictures on like iTunes and that there was that the, the orange tag with yeah. Jesus written on it? Did he even, didn't have, even that. have that? Which is the flipping case. That was what he I was like. It, he's like, this is in cellophane, but just a blank yeah. CD. What the fuck is this? He's like, look at it. I got over it. He threw it on his bed and was like, look at it, look at this. I went into HMV and bought that as well. But the thing so I got over that. I got over um what's it called? The whole like I am a god and all that shit, all this sort of egotistical stuff, the rip like the super egotistical stuff. And I was like, oh no, this music is actually insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm it's in insane. it. Is amazing. Blood on the leaves oh before god. Theo says oh, it. I have to say oh, that. Geez. A lot of the album is amazing. Um, oh, don't start on blood on the leaf. That song is just oh, hold my liquor. Just, well, hold my liquor's hold my liquor's incredible, but Guilt trip back, as well. to, back back to blood on my leaves, man. That song just oh, it's just different. The energy that gives me oh, sorry, it's just yeah. way ahead of its time. <laughs> Storytelling and concept, oh, and I think goodness. people sometimes think a concept is where you're like trying too hard to be like, oh, I am this character doing X Y Z things. Yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah, a concept yeah. is like I'm going for this sound, yeah. like mm-hmm. mafioso rap in the nineties, right? With mm. um, only built for Cuban links, reasonable doubt. They're just going for this mafioso mm. style, like but they're not really telling. Yeah, it's not like an actual like conceited story like um yeah. 12 reasons to die like mm. the, the new ghostface album mm. i feel like that's kind of conceited in its story compared to yeah, what they were yeah. doing well, that, back that's like um even benny the butcher's most recent project plug talk or plugs i've met you know what i mean it's got a whole kind of like top level wholesale drug dealer vibe going on about yeah, 100%. It. scarface yeah. vibes going throughout the whole thing Mm, Scarface, one of the greats. De- de- definitely feel like you're in the scene of Scarface when you when you listen to that. That that's the that's the vibe I get. Definitely, even from the start for when Tony met Sosa. Oh, you you you're instantly in that. But just that whole vibe was just nuts. What did you mean by consciousness? I'm I'm. You mean like people that are talking about woke stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess people that are saying things that go beyond the music. That you know, there's um, social commentary. They're talking about so like J Cole really wet dreams. Up. Yeah. Mm. And like two I was thinking more common stuff. Oh, yeah. common as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah common. common. Yeah. Kanye, um, diamonds are forever. That's real conscious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kanye. Kanye is. Yeah, he's all. Yeah, I mean, more so in the beginning of his career, and he's always dabbled. But um, do you mean poop? Did he scoop? Did poop? 
poop did he uh, scoop? I mean, that was groundbreaking. <laughs> I've gone blank though. There's, I mean, there's so many examples of rappers that that say stuff. I mean, look at an album like "To Pimp a Butterfly." Mm-hmm. That's that's a prime example of of a conscious album. But I feel like it's also a word that has a bit of a stigma attached to it, mm. like a mortal technique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too that's conscious. the thing as well. Just because you're conscious doesn't make you a Good. great artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't make you a great artist. Someone like a Kano. I mean, Kano, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned Kano yet in terms of like rhyme structure as well, what we were talking about with lyricism, but he's also someone that ticks pretty much every box. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to come across this a lot. Awesome. There's a lot of people that yeah, tick yeah. every box that we haven't even come to mind yet. We might yeah. even have to just add them into the description or, or when mm. we do an updated version of this. Jay Z yeah, ticks yeah. every box too. Yeah, exactly. It was just no Jay Z. It was on my head. Like we've not really mentioned that he ticks every box because he does. Especially for consciousness. Four, Personally, four, four. he's he's my. I think I think Jay Z is the best rapper oh, ever. Yeah. If you're gonna build, oh, if you're gonna build the ultimate guy. rapper, yeah. it, it could yeah, be. I don't, I don't know why Sean said Andre. No, no, no. That's what I mean when he said Andre three thousand. It was mad because I'm thinking Jay Z is definitely. Listen, objectively, Jay Z is the greatest of all time. I was, being, I was I was kind of just being a bit personal. Like, Andre no, I felt you know with Andre. Andre has his moments. I mean, Andre's definitely in the I, I discussion. I won't, I, won't, I won't take that away from you. He's definitely in the discussion. But does Jay-Z, o- ever, the does Jay-Z ever sneak this Andre 3000? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not paying attention like that. I don't think Why he would he? Think Why are you yeah, saying that? Exactly. Well? He sneaked this to a lot of people. To, I don't understand. Why does he need to, though? He doesn't Why need would to. he? They're, They're not even in the same Jay-Z realm. Hold his own ground. Let's be honest. Jay Z's way richer than Andre, and he's not on what Andre's on. Andre's on some weird fruity man stuff. No offense to anybody, but you know what I mean? I'm saying it because uh, I'm saying it because Jay Z sneaked this to a lot of people. A lot. Of yeah, but he doesn't need to sneak this. That's like Drake. Why does he need to sneak this? He's not going to just Eminem either. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, Jay-Z should disagree. I don't get him. the point you're making. Yeah, I, I don't, because he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to do it. <laughs> I feel like people are sneak this in short right now. People say, I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's, it's honest. Oh, what about relatability? Because let's be honest, let's be honest now. We can't relate to all these drug dealers, pack no, flyers. Not. Do you know what I mean? So No, we... no, but relatability, like someone like a Drake, Drake. Drake in the first Drake. half of his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I relate to Drake. No, Drake, about... Drake still does. Even in the new tunes he dropped, there's one tune that is relatable. The Which pepper, one's that? Lemon, lemon pepper. pepper. Yeah. Lemon Drake, pepper. Drake hasn't been relatable for about. Wait, 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 <laughs> you never pulled up to the to the to the school in a fleet of suburbans. I'm not saying I to everything he says in it, but Drake's that guy that always has like one flexing in that track. Kieran's getting money. No, no, no. You're telling me you can relate to Lemon Pepper Freestyle? I can a little bit. Flexing. He's flexing. Oh no! So the line of that. Oh yeah, I'm dropping my big man to like school. So that's me dropping Ralph to school. Oh yeah, just cop another meal. Yeah, I can really relate to that line. No, and it's, the, it's the sentiment again. though. When he was saying, he was saying all this, all this, all that facts. This, that, that facts. I was like, yes, <laughs> facts. <laughs> the fact he like, says facts differently every time. Line gets off, the first line of that verse is "heart just turned purple." Doesn't that make you feel something? I don't think anyone I feel other like that, than Drake that's got something to do with like something that. else, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's it's interpretive, though. <laughs> Kieran's like digging to the bars, boy. <laughs> yeah. And also, like they all say they love me, but they hardly know me. I mean, like Drake's that guy that will always say bars that make you feel something. Do you know, know what but, it is? I don't I, know if I can relate to that because he's like, well, he's he's just on, well, he's on a different level, man. And I, I, I can relate to the fact that I know what he means by that, but I can't relate to that. Fair enough. 
Nah, no, on a, on a serious one, I don't think... Obviously, there is the odd line that you can relate to, but I think just mm. generally, since since around views time, Drake's not been relatable. He's he's. I've got I've got a, a contra- different world. I've got a controversial track that people can relate to. Though. I What's think that? we all know it. Wet dreams. Uh, I've never had one of those. <laughs> Jesus I've never had one of those. I don't even man. want to talk about that tune. <laughs> 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 that's my most hated Jake Paul track I've never had a wet dream before but that just speaks to what I do in my spare time innit oh man sorry I had to drop <laughs> moving that in on. <laughs> moving on nah that <laughs> no, I just had to drop Theo's... that in because... I looked at him and Theo was smiling so much I was like he's about to say something really dumb isn't he I'm about to say wet dreams eh no no but Drake, oh, Drake is someone that was a low that point think, for, um... that was a low point for Jake Cole sorry I think another thing that makes Drake in the conversation of great rappers, though, is the, the introspection as well. Because Drake has never really been a rapper that's been known for sort of vivid storytelling or or being conscious or anything like that. What do you mean? But He's known for vivid I storytelling. Think he even does storytelling what? in sicko mode. Crept down that block. Took a right. Well, you, well, that's vivid. You think that's vivid storytelling? I'm seeing man creeping down the block, <laughs> taking a right, cutting the lights. No, it's joking. nothing nice. No, okay. Nah, just because nah, it's nah, nah, just because it's not you know the best. It's nah. something. It's a something. It's a little somethings. No, nah. nah, I think Drake is more is more well known for the sort of introspection and the relatability in the first half of the career. Definitely, definitely. You know things like uh, Drake is good know, at storytelling people... his own story. I think. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. 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 This man just lives on a different level, man. Mm-hmm. He, he, the guy's just got it's, too much money. No, but I'm even talking like money, if you think man. about tracks like From Time or you think about uh, well, what's that one what, called? Too much. He tells a, He tells a story well on diplomatic diplomatic immunity because he tells a story well. Yeah, that's take a care. great track, but it's not relatable. Take, take no, it's care. not relatable. <laughs> I know it's not relatable. Don't get me wrong, but he he definitely paints a picture. You definitely listen to that song. Oh and yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you're seeing it. He paints a picture really yeah. well. Take care. He told some of his best storytelling, like practice, yeah, practicing. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a good bit of storytelling there. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, so we're talking about Drake, but before we talk about you know other people and whatever, let's talk about album crafting because Drake has no idea how to craft an album. He tried on uh, Nothing Was The Same but he cannot craft an album to save his life yeah other than Nothing Was The Same mm. it's not it's not the one yeah definitely. so what's an example of a well crafted album then obviously Gets as a more recent example Kano as well for another mm-hmm. recent example Kendrick is obviously the main yeah Kendrick I think the main Kendrick's, one Kendrick's probably the best album yeah. crafter yeah he's definitely the best at it he's, he's ha- he hasn't missed so far when it comes to crafting albums even Damn the idea that you could play it forwards and backwards and all this kind of shit was amazing to me. Obviously, Jay-Z and Outkast, I think they've always crafted incredible albums. They came from a, a time where you had yeah. to put out good albums, yeah. though. Do you know what I mean? Because people were going out to buy the single and then maybe they'd buy the album. And if the album was trash, then... I don't Outkast know. is actually a really weird one, though, because they're not crafting like the traditional album. They, I feel like they just make a set of tunes in a certain time period of their life in mm. a certain studio setting and it's like they just work so well together because every single one is incredible it's a certain vibe yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're biographical to a degree do you know what i mean like speaking of introspection all that they're kind of like oh this is what's going on for me right now and even when they yeah they blew up per, you know per se and and songs like hey Ya came out and uh whatever it still didn't feel like it wasn't them you know it felt like this is this is what they're doing right now. It does. It was kind of relatable, yeah. but not. But Aqu- I think Aquim and I was probably the most focused conceptual album yeah. they put together. Less yeah. distractions going on there. 
a lot yeah. less distractions. Yeah, it was the perfect middle point of their career. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it it seems to vary though. So sometimes you could craft an album in terms of telling like a uh, you know a cohesive story and whatnot. But then there's also just albums that are vibes, aren't there? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But then I think when I think of the, the the album just kept popping into my head. I was trying to think of other examples, but I'm just going to go for the obvious one. Um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I mean, I mean, that's, what? That, that's oh, an well, example of, of what just, makes yeah. a great rapper f- through and through. There's nothing on there it's that's just, throwaway. Nothing. No, mm. no, no and, and every feature on that is, is like every feature is they're coming like a great rapper. Yeah. Like yeah. Nicky, yeah. Pusher, exactly. Jay. Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah. That verse yeah. on Devil. Oh, Jesus. My that, that, I think that's oh, one of that, the best that features verse, of all Devil time. from a new... Yeah, he is. He is. I don't even know. You know what's funny? Yeah, he's not even really making much sense of what he's saying, but he's no, just he's got, he's not even... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't <laughs> when, even when really does say Ross that make much. Sense, but, though? Yeah, Sometimes he doesn't he does. say a lot on that, but the, the, the verse is just executed perfectly. It really is. Yeah. But as for album crafting, I think my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is probably the best example of, of crafting an album, yeah. especially with when you know the story behind it of oh Hawaii is this, know mm. this in the studio, know that in the studio, do this, do that. It's amazing. Yeah. To the average person, they might say that that's a bit extra, that like you didn't need to do that. But then I think it's the little things like that that make it what it is. Like the whole, everyone had to wear a suit in the studio or something like that. Mm. If they didn't do that, would they ever, would it have came out that way if they didn't take those little details that serious? I feel like it's him though, isn't it? He had a thing where he's like, no acoustic guitars in the studio or something dumb like that. I remember seeing a picture oh, really? or something like that. Yeah, something weird mm. like that. And I feel like, yeah, although Kanye is crazy, sometimes the crazy makes greatness. And that is an example yeah. of, of the greatest thing he has probably ever and will ever produce, unfortunately. Mm. But then some albums just kind of come out of not nothing, but barely anything. And there's not much thought to them in a sense. It's just kind of like a, a raw energy. Mm. And um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Enter the Woo, not from RZA's point of view. I think he was always very calculated, but I feel like all the rappers involved in that weren't really thinking that too much into it. They never do. I very think I saw an interview where like rappers, like RZA just sends them the beat and like, each one individually, like on an email and they all just respond with their verse. They don't know what the song is, mm. but it, it mm. always works, doesn't it? Yeah. It's because he knows them. I think about it. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah, know how yeah. a man's going to rap, you can make a beat where you'll force him in a certain direction. Mm, mm. And I wonder, if, like, to go even further on from that is uh, ODB's debut. I can't imagine he put a ton of thought into that himself and just kind of just went off of the vibe, went off of whatever he was feeling at that time. But Rizzo's like, you know, crafting it around whatever he's doing in the Link into that, actually. Something we haven't mentioned is what makes a great rapper is like their production team or like their their team in general. It was music. higher up on the list, like, but we skipped yeah. over it. Yeah. Delivery. Oh, did we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Drake, Drake's obviously got one of the best teams that like any rapper's <laughs> ever does. had. That's very yeah. true. Ever. Yeah. He's got a whole machine Fork, behind 40, him. Yeah. Oliver, and then like yeah. all the other. All the artists that he steals from. Boy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like he's got a whole team of like rappers that just like workshop in a booth for his verses it's crazy but the thing is with 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 what you're saying about production drake never brings new sounds to the arena do you know what i mean and and that's one thing a lot of great artists slash rappers do like the weekend made the new wave of r&b possible with the, the whole dark beats the falsetto type things but it's like with with rappers i don't think right now there's many rappers bringing a new sound 
to the game per se. I think that Drake, when he came out, did bring back like that focus on really good recording your voice, like the whole mix and the way Forty mixed the yeah. beats and like the voices, yeah. the focus. He really brought that wave back. Yeah, I was going to say production wise, Forty um, was kind of in his own in his own lane, I guess. Um, that was unique in itself. But that's why I always, I always split Drake's career into two halves. I feel like the first half, there was more innovation. There was more substance. And then the second yeah. half... Where's the divide? Where's the divide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, where does the divide yeah. happen, Sean? When, where does the divide happen? Mm-hmm. I think around the, the, the whole Meek beat, beat thing. I think that people always question Drake. And they always questioned his authenticity and his um, his sort of status in rap because of like what he was rapping about, singing and whatnot. And I think when Meek, I won't say exposed, but, you know, did what he did, I think Drake was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm never really going to get the respect that I feel like I'm owed in the hip hop world. Let me just make this money. Let me just sell these records. Let me just live my best life. And I think that's why I have noticed there's a difference in his voice, in his delivery. I don't see it here, the same sort of level of hunger and passion when he raps. You still get the old great song like A Diplomatic Community and all the sort of what I call Don Drake, Mob Drake, yeah. but rapping wise, I, I don't think he's he's, think he's really putting up. as much effort in anymore. Well, well, I, think that, up. I, I just think, think, I think it's just, yeah. Kieran said it. There's a formula there. Yeah. Um, I feel like he feels he's never going to get the respect he's owed in the hip hop world. You so can hear that in his lyrics as well, like, like like that. You can hear that in his lyrics that he doesn't feel like he's going to get the respect. Also, oh. why does he even need to prove it? He knows who he is and he's got a whole load of money. What does he need to prove? He doesn't need to prove anything to himself, does he? So he's oh. just about like putting that music out there, knowing he's going to get loads of money from it and that's it. He doesn't need to prove shit yeah. to anyone. So what about the ghostwriting stuff then? Because for me, I, do you know what it is with music? I don't, With certain types of music, especially like with Drake's, music, Kanye's music, to a degree, oh, I'm trying to think of Andre 3000, certain people that do certain types of things, I don't really care if you wrote it or not. Kid Cudi, maybe a little bit too. This Travis is what Scott. I was going to say, like the greatest musicians and like vocalists in the world, the songs that they make are written by a team. Mm. I don't know why like in rap, it has to be written just by you to make you a good rapper. Like, mm. Cardi B is obviously at the top of her game and we all know she doesn't write her own lyrics. She she's delivers sick, that shit like, well though. Undeniably. Yeah, her delivery is ridiculous. Like, undeniably. Exactly that's what I mean. You couldn't give, you put it this way. If someone wrote the lyrics for the, uh, Cardi B and you gave it to someone someone else, the delivery is completely off. Cardi B delivers it in a way that you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You give that to any, anyone else, they're not delivering it like Cardi B does. That's why, like you said, Gary, and I don't know why people get so much flack for it because there is an art to that delivery. Not everyone can do it. But if it falls back into what Sean's saying about the team no, behind Drake and all that stuff. Yeah. The the thing gone, gone. Go no, no, go ahead, Sam. Sorry. I was gonna Sam, say go the ahead. thing is, right? It's I don't feel like it's about writing your own stuff. I think it's about trying. And where you said Drake has stopped trying, I feel like there's a there's a, a space now where it's okay to not write everything yourself as long as you try to deliver it well. Even authenticity, right? It links to the authenticity. Like, Dre gets people to write for him, but everything he raps feels like he's saying it because yeah. it's authentic to him. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of Drake's new music isn't that authentic to what he is, or what I don't even know what he is, to be honest. Well, anymore, he, he has said recently, especially on Lemon Pepper Freestyle, he said, um, I've never committed one crime. My brothers could never caption that line. It's like, he knows that he's the caption guy. Like, he'll give people the caption for the summer, but then he's also kind of admitted now, like, yo, I, I actually ain't, I ain't this, this gangster dude that I try to portray. But maybe, maybe we're about to get into a turning point and, and Sean will let him enter his third era. 
Maybe, maybe. But I, I think, sorry, back to the what I think Kieran said about why it matters about whether you write your rhymes and not or not. I think the best comparison is with um, with rock and roll. It's like if you if you're in a band mm. and you're on stage and you're playing a guitar, electric guitar, and your guitar's not plugged in and you're not actually playing that instrument, you're immediately not going to get the same level of respect. You have to play your instruments in rock. Yeah. It's the same with rap. It's if you if you claim to to write your bars, then you better damn well be telling the truth. But the mm. thing is, though, um, not playing a guitar is just stupid, like, and that's fake. But like, <laughs> that's it's true. not stupid to rap someone else's lyrics that they've written. No, it's for not. You. It's not. I agree with you. It's not if you are crediting the person. If you have ghost writers, mm. there's a difference. Yeah, but ghost writers is an issue. You're like, claiming, actually credit yeah. them. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, if you're claiming yeah, to. And look, there's certain ghostwriters out there that are more than happy to do it. But I mean, what I mean is if you're claiming to write your bars, if you're Drake and you're going on a radio station with your Blackberry out, claiming that you're reading the bars that you've written on your phone. And then it oh, comes Oh, you've out. seen that thing that someone was saying the other day about someone else wrote the song for him and all that stuff. I heard about that. Yeah. But going back to this though, going back to that is that Drake actually was, I think he did actually credit Quentin Miller. That's the thing as well. Mm. I think he did actually do it. So I'm not really talking about Drake. I'm talking about just in general. Um, I think Drake got a bit of unfair flack over that whole thing, to be honest. I think people just, you know, the way Meek, the way Meek came out of it just kind of escalated the situation. I feel like that but, is killing the art form more than progressing it, though, when people are saying, oh, you've got to write everything, you've yeah. got to do everything, blah, blah, blah. It's just blah. ignorance. It's, it's just, it really upsets me, man. Because... I, no, you don't have to at all. You don't have to. It's just if you are claiming, if you're, if you're claiming you do... Then you, you should. Don't, then there's a problem. I yeah, don't think Drake ever different. said I write my own all of my own lyrics though. Like he definitely he writes total songs. Has no, he, he said didn't. That? No, he didn't. And he also, if you, I think if you read the credits of, if you're reading this, you will see Quentin Miller and whatnot credited. I think it's just that. Um, put it this way: you always knew with Drake, you always knew with Kanye. With mm-hmm. Drake, there was like he did allude to the fact that he. Is a, is a great songwriter that he writes his own bars and whatnot. And he is, he still is those things. I think that's why I'm not, I'm not, this is not me. I'm just saying why people perceived it the way they did. But like, even on Drake's debut album, Thank Me Later, I'm looking at the notes now. There's so many writers per track mm. that mm. it's like, it's obvious there was transparency with it. People just didn't have the intelligence. But is it to laziness though? Because people aren't always going to look up these things, you know? I don't get That's it. what I mean. It's like there were things that Drake did that alluded to him being that to being this person that yeah. writes everything. Like what though? Well, like like the hot ninety seven moment with the whole BlackBerry phone thing. It was like this is this is on my phone. I rap this. But that's because like um, surely he had to collate those lyrics that. People no, no, no Kieran, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm completely with you. I'm okay. saying what how it's perceived by the general public okay. is like okay. if you've got it on your phone, you've written this down. Therefore, you're reciting your own bars. It's like when Drake goes and, and does this big interview, like hour long interview about nothing was the same and talks about, oh, I take my time. That's why I don't release an al- like two albums a year or an album every year. This and that. It, it gives the impression that you write everything. Do you get what I mean? Okay. And in hip hop, that is, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So flowing on from, from that, you know, crafting albums, writing things, you know, all that kind of stuff. How much does commercial success play into what makes a good rapper for you guys? Definitely. You think so? Yeah. Well, no. For me personally, it, not so much. But I think, yeah. If you if you were do to do for a the general the public, top. yeah, for the yeah, general yeah. public, I don't care. I really personally don't care whatsoever because it could. Like, there's a lot of underground and rappers, like especially when I look on Spotify, that um that don't get high streaming numbers, but boy, they can rap, and I don't give a shit if they if they sound good and I know they're good. I will go and listen to them. I don't give a monkey's really. But 
for the general public, yes, I think it matters a lot. Well, I feel like the there's, a, there's yeah, a rapper that can't be named who meets, you know, the voice criteria, sometimes the delivery criteria, a little bit of the flow. <laughs> but as for content and lyricism, it's been lacking quite recently, you know? Mm. Yeah. But commercial success and critical acclaim, he's smashing those out of the park, but he's not hitting in, in my world, like in the world of people that actually like this music, that like hip hop and rap and that, he's never touched anything since he dropped his first album. And I liked his first album a little bit. I feel like commercial success is important mm. for um, opportunity because like you can access better studios to make better sounding yeah. music like that can be like put on radios and stuff like that. Mm. So there's just that aspect, like it's important for more opportunity for that artist. Mm. Okay. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So then cultural impact then comes from commercial success or do you think the two feed into each other? This is one I wanted to talk about cultural impact because it's like that's when you just like reinvent what the culture is doing at the moment. Mm. Like it's not jumping on a trend that the culture is saying at the time, mm. but rather like creating a new culture from it. And like obviously Drake done that multiple times. He's affected the culture and reinvented what the culture is. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think of things that go beyond music. Um and I don't just mean like really deep things like, you know, socio-political or anything like that. I mean, just simple things like Jay-Z popularizing the Yankees hat, things like yeah. that. Or mm. Kanye with the, the the different sort of fashion trends that have accompanied his album rollouts and whatnot. People always want to dress like Kanye. Thingy glasses. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Just things like that where a, a specific album or a period of time for that artist just goes beyond yeah the realm of music that's that's what i think so what about you said not so much political but what about the politicalness of you know nwa and that type of era of of things where it was kind of a civil rights ish type of rap what do you think about that um ooh, i don't want to say too much about nwa because we might be talking about say it man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um okay well, you could talk about Public Enemy if you want to work. They were political as well. If you want to delve on them. Talk about Flav. Flav. Yeah. Flav. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say something like a song like All Right that became a chant of Black Lives Matter rallies and things yeah. like that. You can't... How can you... You can't even... You can't really fathom that. You can't really... I don't know. That's, that's just, when you become more than just a rapper. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's that's like you know that's why when people you know when people talk about Tupac, they call him a you know an act, you know like an activist and like a real civil rights figure. He he just went beyond. He was saying things and doing things that just it was more than just having a great album or you know a hit record. So I think so, that's a huge yeah. part of it. A huge huge part of it. It's just like I think it's like reinventing the way people think at the time, basically, and like what people should be like and do. That's mm. a powerful thing that a rapper can do yeah absolutely absolutely and then what about critical acclaim as well well I, when i as soon as Having... i saw the critical acclaim thing in the in the google sheet i thought instantly about watch the throne right and it was just like because it was the two powerhouses of hip-hop coming together it hit this whole body of work slash output thing the critical acclaim was already there before we'd even heard any songs right the commercial success was guaranteed. It was going to change the game, right? It, you know, it's like doubles tennis type vibes of, the, oh, these, this is going to be great. Doubles, two of the best. And the live performances, 
sorry, Theo, you never got to see those, but Sean saw it. I was there when Kieran saw it. It, it, it's the best thing I think I'll ever see out of my two eyeballs, you know? It's 10 out of 10. It, and that, yeah. that that kind of goes into the critical acclaim type of thing is what I'm saying is certain things are a cheat code. And I feel like right now, the people are trying to exploit that cheat code all the time about this guy's got the hot song, cool, Drake's going to try smash it together some of them and it doesn't it doesn't hit the same anymore i feel like critical critical acclaim is actually going out the window especially with streaming and stuff like that now it's like you're not gonna be able to put out a body of work that people listen to in its entirety in isolation it's just gonna be like yep that's the song i like straight into the playlist yep that's the moment i like straight into the playlist like nobody's really given albums a chance to be heard like that so even when an album does go gold silver platinum whatever it's not normally based off sales of the whole thing. It's songs that are getting streamed loads, 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 loads. And the aggregate of that across the album is what's making that, that critical acclaim for the album actually take place, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I see what you the, mean. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. It's weird. It's true because no one does listen to albums like that anymore, do they? They no. really don't. They no. just pick songs and you're right. You're never, you're never going to get especially the younger generation, they do not listen to albums like a full body of work. They're just going to go in and pick certain songs. And the, yeah, it's just... They, I've got they a don't question because, for yeah. all four of us. Like, yeah. what do we acclaim an album for? For me, I acclaim music when I hear it, when it's innovative and it's like bringing something fresh, like they've reinvented themselves. Like, do you know what I mean? Like some sort of elevation in some aspect. That's what I give a claim to you. Um, I, I mean, if I'm, if I'm talking about it as like a, you know, one of the greats or one of the, you know, the best of its time, then yes, but there's plenty of albums that I rate highly that don't do that. So for instance, last year, you know, an album like Alfredo or, uh, I'm trying to think, what did I rate top? Jay Hussey's. I wouldn't have necessarily called that innovative. Um, or groundbreaking, they do best. but it was just very well done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, put, I was going to say you could put Run the Jewels in there because that was one of your I was going to say Pray for year. Paris that album Run the Jewels is innovative though Pray yeah. for Paris Run had, the Jewels uh, is innovative yeah. yeah oh come on though but Pray for Paris had the best beat of the year $500 ounces are you insane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> incredible yeah but yeah to but answer right. what, what Kieran said I think it's kind of what a mix of what both of you said It. what does this resonate with in me is it original will I listen to this again Is is this person getting better at what they do it's not always about like oh shit he's playing the banjo never heard the banjo before it's more like wow this person's really really doing something great so a current example benny plugs i've met too that's critical acclaim for me because it's like he's doing what he does really 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 well mm. he's not wasting a feature he's not he's not picking beats that are shit like he's he's riding every single one perfectly he's doing everything perfectly and then to go to the complete other side Tyler the creator not so much bastard and not so much goblin but wolf I was like oh yeah this guy is he's perfected what he's doing in in this era of what he's doing now it's a bit more mm. polished and then, then it's got a little, little bit less polished but it's like for me critical acclaim comes from self-exploration as much as it comes from like self-innovation, not always trying to like actively reinvent the wheel or anything like that. It's like, I'm making myself better right now, you know? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree. With, yeah, to answer that as well, that they, they don't need to sort of reinvent who, who themselves. It's almost like perfect it in an album, and they're perfecting their craft to the most that they can reach to the highest that I've heard. I've followed their journey, and they've perfected what they've done. So, like Sam said, to be honest with you, the plugs I met too is a perfect example because Benny's starting to perfect his craft. He he knows what he's good at, and he's doing it like that. So. It, it's that and it's for, for me as well it's listening to the album as well knowing if I can get that longevity in it so I don't know two three four five years later down the line I'm still gonna I'm still gonna listen to that album and it's still gonna hit me sort of the same or similar way and I, and but I'll know in that moment when I listen to it and that's something that I'll say is critically acclaimed to be honest with you when, when would you all say the last universally acclaimed album was something that sold really really well and had a big impact on the culture easily 444 jay-z so f- yeah, five years ago that's amazing that, that yeah. album is yeah. amazing it didn't get as many streaming service um like streams because it was on tidal for yeah, a long yeah. time yeah we've yeah. got to bear in mind i just bought it I, think, I, I, yeah. I couldn't i couldn't bear to go for another title free trial that then slips mm. into me losing you know however much money on my account but that album that album hit some beats it got a lot of critical acclaim mm. and it was big commercially. What about you, Sean? What about um what about Astro World the year after? Not Astro World, yeah. It missed the Grammy, but it did get that Grammy nomination. So it, it didn't hit for me, but like I feel like at that time I was yeah, I met up with Kieran one time and went to the studio with Chidi and stuff, and, and you guys were playing it on the way to the studio, and I was like, Yeah, this album's mm. good, but it's just, it just wasn't for me. Some of it was a bit too much, but I feel like it's because I wasn't listening to it in the right environments yet. I was listening to it in the car and it's not... I feel like I need to listen to Astro World again because I don't know if I was on that right vibe again. And then uh, that, that's that's something that's something that I really need to listen to again because it's not like I didn't appre- appreciate Travis Scott then. It's just I understand it a lot better now and I probably will enjoy, I'll probably enjoy Astro World a lot better now. Yeah. So you've actually probably given me something to listen to actually because I appreciate it a lot more now than I did then yeah. when it came out but yeah it did I guess it did I'm, I'm being stupid actually it did get critical acclaim it had that documentary everything behind it yeah. it is a great yeah. great body of work but yeah for me it's 444 Jay-Z everything about that yeah was just personally monumental. personally for me yeah I'm, I'm with you it's, it's either 444 or damn one of them two but I, I'm just thinking Astro World really really made waves I really made waves mm. yeah I think I'm being ignorant when I when I say Astral didn't because it it had a lot of shit going on behind it. it had a theme park it had yeah. the show where he's on the fucking thing doing all that Fortnite stuff. and all that oh yeah I mean that yeah. is monumental I, I remember watching that I think we actually have a recording where, where we were talking about the time where he performed in the video game which is yeah, yeah. a first that, that was only one year ago yeah. as well it's still amazing to me mm. like I watched yeah. that on YouTube and I wished I watched it live that has to be one Speaking of the most of immersive Travis. things you can do right now yeah definitely mm-hmm. speaking of Travis live performance that's another I feel like that's another sort of oh yeah not, not that like time he sit- performed Goosebumps like how many times was it that was mad fuck knows yeah. but he's he's someone that I've never seen live but I've heard he's he's really good I've mm. heard he's really good I mean if you want to talk about great live performers I feel like any rapper that is is comfortable enough to get excited over their own music is going to perform well. J Cole, J Cole's such a good live performer. Yeah, yeah that or if they sound, yeah, and if they sound the same, sound exactly the same as if they're doing the recording. Because Denzel Curry, I need to see him live because he apparently he is amazing live. Like the energy and the performance is just the same, same if not better that you get on like the albums that you listen to. 
he's meant to like get the crowd absolutely yeah. he gets the crowd in a different type of energy I feel like one thing yeah, yeah. UK rappers have taught the American rappers is about performing your shit man because I feel like especially over yes. here we were mosh pitting yeah. before they not like as in oh, like on, like in general I mean as in you know over here where you've got Glastonbury yeah you'll have a band that's on this moshing thing playing and then you have a rapper come on but you've got the same people in the audience so they want to do the same thing they were just doing and so it was happening before and mm. then now it's like all the American rappers are like yeah open that bitch up open that but they're not really do you know what I mean yeah. it's not they're not performing in a way that's making the mosh want to happen but then yeah, yeah. the whole the whole odd future movement that brought in the kind of Sean will love this when I say this but the whole punk movement <laughs> and people became more comfortable getting and I feel like it's a crowd thing because people are always hyped at shows yeah but like I, I want to say like around 2011 2012 it became acceptable to go insane at a show do you know what I mean to yeah. just throw your body yeah, around definitely. in a mad way and any rapper that like fed off their energy and was on the same type of shit made their live performances better Run it's the funny you say actually, our future. Run, run the yeah, juice. Yeah. It's the like the pinnacle of that moshing culture in rap oh, music. Yeah. To be honest, a live performance now, like if you're if you're dead live, people are gonna not only capture that, but they're also gonna like demonize you for it. I feel like Heady One has had had to learn that the hard way. Like his first performances, he and gigs to a degree, the conversation's all rapping, head down, whatever. But now they're like, you see them getting a bit excited for it, and it, it makes it makes the songs that much better. Jay Z's the king of that though. Of barely yeah. doing anything, just putting that cap down and just going yeah. off. Yeah, it's his that lyrics, the way he delivers his lyrics. Yeah, perfect. but he's cool though. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, he's man, he's I'll, the I'll, definition I'll, of a cool yeah. rap because he's doing. You know, some people are trying to dissect their bars with their hand, but he's like yeah. just like rubbing it in like Ooh. oil. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, we kind of concluded most points, but it's like let's let's how you build. Everybody, tell me how you building your ideal rapper what you know what you're doing sugar spice everything nice how are we sprinkling that together right so for me the voice is well the voice has got to be it doesn't have to be deep it just it, ha it has to be distinctive it has to have like well i like the harsh sound but you you're gonna have to have some emphasis and some energy in your voice in in your voice that's the starting that that that's my base so shove a little pepper on that that that's what i'm starting off with first then, then i'm then i'm gonna start adding some seasoning What's the season? Yeah, season. Oh no, no, I was, I, I was, I, I left that for someone else to take. But okay, if if it's me, the season. Okay, right. So delivery, the delivery. You, like, well, I've already touched on it. The energy's got to be there. You got. So I'm gonna chuck in a bit of what? Well, let, let's chuck in a bit of cayenne pepper. Uh, put that, put that energy and that delivery. Like, I want to, I want to hear something. I want it to, <laughs> I want it to hit me. They, they were moving on to the float. <laughs> You know what it when that cayenne pepper is hot, you know. Like, we need to cool I it really down. I wish a bit. Kieran had a meeting and stuff. I want to hear Kieran laugh, man. He's had too many gins, mate. No. Okay. We, 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 need, we need to add a bit of herbs, yeah. So maybe a bit of oregano and that rosemary, man. Chuck that in. Yeah, get that flow feeling nice, man. I want to be. This guy. No, I feel what you are. That is when that is when the alcohol sets in. That's <laughs> enough. All right, okay. all right. I, I think I we, we got what you're saying. The voice is important. <laughs> Everything else needs to go man, into. I, I told you, I, I, man. I set up the alley with the seasoning. No one wanted to take it, so I had to finish it off, man. 
So for me, that, that's me and previously yeah. it was all about voice delivery, flow and lyricism. But now for me, it's like a hundred percent the voice. If your voice is, is amazing, I don't care what, you know what I mean? That PP cocaine girl that I played, she's not saying anything that's great. She's just talking about pussy and, and, and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Her voice is amazing. That'll do it for Kieran. That'll do it for me. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> he is, oh my Shit. God. I thought I was drunk. Uh, uh, man, I... Uh, I'm not even drunk, man. I'm just talking real shit. He's just feeling himself. Me up. <laughs> Listen, I wish people could see him as well with these glasses. I'm looking like flipping Arthur. <laughs> nah, he's not looking like Arthur. Arthur. Put some respect to his name. He's looking like, uh, what's yeah, that guy? Like... The light-skinned guy. What's his name? Ah, uh, the drum guy. The guy with the drums. Which guy is that? Andre something. Ah, uh, the guy that played what? with Matt Miller. Oh, um, oh, rest in oh, peace, man. The roots. Oh. No, the guy. I keep on losing you <laughs> over conversation. Wait, going too soon. Uh, What's he talking about? I, I was just hanging. <laughs> you don't know my man. Can't keep losing you. Oh, Anderson Pack. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> How did you forget? I can't remember. Wait, Anderson Peck, you called him the, the, oh, the light skinned guy with the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, you know, that, that makes sense. Hey, look, it's, a, it's a basic description. Oh my God. All right, surely, surely, Kira, get, get cracking. Mine's super Jeez. boring compared to that, man. I can't follow that up. I was just going to say if you say, if you're saying stuff well, I'm engaged. If you're saying things that I care about, all that matter, and you're saying it well, I'm all in. So talk about pie and mash and gravy, and Sean's got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish and chips. On to Kieran. But, but don't, don't, don't forget to add that seasoning. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kieran, it's you. You need a little bit of spice, man. For Can't me, just be saying some content. <laughs> For me, it depends what era we're talking about, but I guess contemporary, yeah. so talking about now, a great rapper for me right now is Someone that puts out a project that's not too long, mm. so under 15 tracks. Yeah, 100%. And um, I definitely think they need to incorporate melody. Like, it, music really struggles to be, like, great now if it's just rhythmic. Mm. Like, we've, we've moved on from that era now. That's why I struggle with Alfredo a little bit because I'm missing a lot of melody at times. I know Freddie Gibbs does do a bit of intonation of melody but yeah um that's the main things melody and shorter projects but i want a body of work if someone has like one strong release i'm i'm good with that like i don't think Nicki minaj has that and that's why i struggle with her because i know print she's great slaps, i'm sorry i like the pink print pink 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 print yeah like all of them slap but they're not great bodies of work no. in my opinion okay, any enough. of them yeah None of them are like any of Kendrick's albums. So I think that's what it's lacking for me. Hey, this is Kieran and thanks for listening. Shout out to my Indian people. I see you. Don't leave without hitting the link in the podcast notes to join our Discord server, where the discourse of our episodes continues. We've got curated playlists and more for you to check out there. Namaskar.